This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Three, two, one. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. The building had nothing to do with saving rent or investing in real estate. It had everything to do with sending a message. That's former WQA Executive Director Doug Oberhammer speaking at the grand opening of the WQA International Headquarters and Laboratory in September. And welcome to WQA Radio, where we bring you news and insights about the water treatment industry and promote the betterment of water quality around the world. Find us at WQA.org and on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This is episode number 236. Joining us for the first time, we're glad you're here. Welcome. Be sure to hit that subscribe button on your podcast app so you never miss a show. That's the magic of podcasting. And if you would do us a favor, go on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review so we can reach more listeners. We're publishing this on October 13th of 2021, and in this episode, we feature some very important remarks from Doug Oberhammer and from another former WQA executive director, Pete Sensky. Both men spoke at the grand opening ceremonies outside the new WQA headquarters. And if you're new to the industry, you will want to pay close attention. This will give you an excellent background in how we got to where we are today. We begin with Doug as he takes us back to remind us of the reasons behind establishing a permanent headquarters nearly 40 years ago. And then we'll hear from Pete as he reflects on the continued growth and credibility of the water treatment industry. Later, we'll have our WQA tip. Now on to Doug Oberhammer and Pete Sensky on WQA Radio. To understand the reasons for WQA's first international headquarters and laboratory, let's travel back in time to the 1970s. Choking with chemical contaminants, the Cuyahoga River near Cleveland spontaneously burst into flames. Ralph Nader stood in the mouth of the Mississippi River and declared residents of Louisiana had an unconscionable incidence of cancer from THMs in their water supply. Flooded with salespeople using scare tactics, Louisiana introduced a bill to ban the sale of carbon filters. Canada proposed banning carbon filters because of bacteria growth. And from California to Europe, there were threats to ban water softeners for discharging into the waste stream or into septic tanks. Attention to water quality resulted in a proliferation of water treatment gadgets with no controlled performance studies or standards. Unsupported claims combined with scare tactics, deception, manipulation and high pressure used by some salespeople brought us under the spotlight of the Federal Trade Commission, state attorneys general, AWWA and its members and public health officials 
many of whom wanted to put us out of business. They believed that central water treatment plants with long pipe distribution systems provided potable water, and anyone selling additional treatment was ripping off the unknowing. This was the climate that drove the merger of the dealers with the Manufacturers Association to create Water Quality Association, and ultimately to build an international headquarters and laboratory to house it. We had to establish the credibility of our products and the people selling them. A world headquarters building housing programs for member education, professional certification, product testing, and research would send a fearless message to our detractors and to our members and prospective members that we are not going anywhere. We are not fly-by-night. We are permanent. We are here to stay. It took leaders of courage and conviction to sell a capital campaign for land, bricks, and mortar rather than for much-needed programs but sell it they did, exceeding the goal they set for equity in the new headquarters. They borrowed the rest. The prime interest rate was 21%. The village of Lyle inter, uh, issued industrial revenue bonds at 13% for us, and the Gary Wheaton Bank agreed to buy them. The building had nothing to do with saving rent or investing in real estate. It had everything to do with sending a message. The establishment of the world headquarters and laboratory signified permanence and the maturing of an industry which was as important as the work going on inside of it. The building brought with it dedication to promoting the highest principles of honesty integrity, fair dealing, and professionalism, and a dedication to preserving the consuming public's right to quality water. The building reflected not on WQA, but on the entire industry that it serves. I hope this will give you a glimpse into how much and how rapidly the industry and technology have changed since WQA members built their first headquarters building. As we tour this state-of-the-art lab in headquarters, we will see a great contrast to those early days. Our industry's first generation made a wise decision to build based on a different time and a different set of needs. In hindsight, their early investment built strength, helped the industry establish credibility, and paved the way for what you all have done. We had a building, as, as Doug pointed out, that was purchased and built up in order to show that we meant business, that we were there to stay. Truth is, it also told our own industry that we were credible. 
that we were there for the long haul. Whether it was a building we owned back then or a building we have a long-term lease on today, the truth is the growth of this industry and the uh, jewels, of the industry's prime jewels, were, are going to be housed here. Programs like the professional certification program, the laboratory and its product certification program, those programs and other programs like our trade show, like our international efforts, have all been built up and in in, in based upon the credibility of our industry not to earn that credibility, but to support that credibility. We have been an industry that fought our way up. You, you need to understand the US EPA standards for water treatment in a city require certain levels to be met. But they also have a drop off. They have a, a point where if you as a city can't afford to do that, you get a pass. You know, somebody can explain this in better detail and I'm not gonna go into that, I know Tom could, but the, the reality is our industry has always been growing on the quality or lack of quality of our, uh, of the water, of the water uh, distribution systems in our cities. In here in Illinois, where we are, we've got some pretty good quality water. Uh, not to pick on California, but if you live in Southern California and you're getting water through those canals that bring that water from great distances, you almost can't taste or can't tolerate the water that you get. So you get you need both water softening and water filtration devices. These are things that customers need, not want because it's a fantasy that they can have a filtered water device in their home. It's something they need. You all know that. Our industry really was built upon a partnership between the member companies and the member leadership who have come through year after year to guide this association and the staff of the Water Quality Association who are experts in their areas. That leadership from both the staff and the companies who have maintained this, this growth over all these years, that leadership has led to an incredible growth in credibility and in knowledge in our industry. This is just another step in that process, and there will be more in the future. Our industry is a far credible industry, and that, that credibility is based on professional certification. Foremost, having people in the field who know what they're talking about. On product testing and certification that meets all standards, and we gained those standards through a partnership with NSF that we grew and nurtured over the years. We had a, 
a, a trade show annually that brought our industry together, integrated those people together, provided education, showed products, showed new developments. All of those are the prime jewels of this industry. And today they're gonna to be housed here before they were housed in that first building. The truth is it isn't a building that does this for us, it's the staff. These are incredible people who have been providing real value to this industry for many, many years and will continue to. So with that, I'd like to wrap up my comments and just say, good for you, good for this building, good for the one we used to have, they're just buildings. It's the people and the staff and you, the leadership of the industry, who do this all. Thank you. And now our WQA tip. We know it's been tough to hire the workforce you need, especially for dealers. That's why we have our WQA Career Center, where you can post a job and look for that next wave of talent. With the WQA Career Center, you can get the same state-of-the-art services that you would get with commercial job boards and more. Plus, WQA is a member of the Engineering and Science Career Network, so your job posts reach a much wider audience. Go to wqa.org careers to get started. And remember, WQA member companies get a member discount. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at wqa.org and, of course, learn about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at wqa.org. This is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio.